What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Raj Project. My name is Ivan Temelkov. I'm your host, and this is where we get 100% real, raw, and unfiltered. If you're looking for your typical conventional podcast, you're in the wrong fucking place. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm excited to have another guest on the podcast. And as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I don't just have anybody on the podcast. I have people on the podcast who have amazing stories. And today is no exception. Today I'm joined by Elena Chisholm. I hope I didn't mispronounce that. Uh, who is a pastry chef turned heavy equipment operator, churned financial educator, uh, who is also in the relentless pursuit of uh, bettering herself every day, 100K in debt and on her way to financial independence, 300 pounds to healthy and fit. Holy fucking shit. Elena, welcome. How are you? I'm doing awesome, man. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, me and you connected through Arte, me joining Arte, you know, what, about a month ago or so, I think, and, and we chatted on the phone, and, like, you started telling me your story. I'm like, fuck, this is amazing. Like, like, so let's start off with, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, the story. Give us a little bit about the story, you know, like, how all this came together. I mean, you know, 300 pounds, you look amazing. Thank like, you. What, what, like, what happened? You know, take us back a few years back, maybe. Well, a couple of years ago, I was told that in order to get out of debt, I had to go make more money, which makes more sense than you would think. However, when you are in the pursuit of money versus the pursuit of happiness, it's a very different lifestyle. So I got roped into doing a heavy equipment operator position out at the oil sands here. I live in Fort McMurray. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go try it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. And it was not the place that I wanted to be long-term. It was a really negative environment. I mean, the people were great, but at the same time, they were bringing me down saying my business wasn't legitimate or saying that I was going to fail and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I want to surround myself with people that are doing good things in the world that are actually wanting to be better in their lives and striving for excellence. And I joined Arate two years ago now, and it has absolutely changed my life. I started doing personal development a lot more. So while I was driving my haul truck, I started listening to Ed's podcasts and I started listening to audiobooks and stuff like that. I was literally writing on the haul truck window with my uh, dry erase marker because I was driving down the road. I couldn't stop to yeah. take notes or anything. So I just started really focusing on my personal development, focusing on reading, doing my uh, daily habit tracker and stuff like that. And it changed my life in such a massive way that I was able to quit my job out of the oil sands and pursue my business full time. Now, my spouse, Kyle, was like, Elena, you're so much happier being a financial advisor. You're so much happier just being able to go out and do your own thing. Like we got a dog, we got our second house, all this kind of stuff. And I started taking care of my fitness, started doing some yoga, started focusing on my uh, my health internally, externally, and that helps me run a team better. It helps me run my relationship better. It helps us have a healthier communication line. And it's really just made a massive, massive impact on my life. I dropped a hundred pounds in the last two years and I feel so much different, so incredible. And my business has just tripled. My income's doubled. I am on a path of absolute greatness and i'm like i don't even know what i really did i just did what i was told right so well, I that think, 
a little bit about myself yeah first of all like that that is just fucking amazing i mean you have done <laughs> you have done things that most people spend their entire life chasing like you've gone from realizing that i need to change my mindset i need to change the way i think i need to change the way i see the world right because most people think that you know what you got dealt a bad card so you have to stick with it because that's what you've been dealt right that's bullshit you know most people confine to what society dictates upon them right so yeah. here you are you were you were overweight, you were unhappy, you know, with your job, money, you weren't going anywhere. And, and it's almost as if like you had an epiphany, right? You were like, fuck, like I, I need to do something different. If you were to think back, here's the question I have for you. If you were to think back and, and maybe realize what was that one thing? What was those, those things that really kind of pushed me over, right? Because let's face it is adversity pushes us into action. Right. And when he pushes us into that action, we start to do something different because we want to change our status quo. Do you remember what that was for you that kind of pushed you over? Yep. So I started focusing on the fact that I want to have babies. I turned 30 last year. Well, this year, really. So 2019, mm -hmm. I turned 30 and I was like, I'm going to be going into a whole new era of my life. Really not in a place that I want to be. And this is not what I feel like I signed up for with my life. I was like, I want to have a family. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. And I was like, what's going to happen if my kids go to school overweight, they're going to get bullied the way that I did. They're going to end up in the same situations that I was dealing with my whole life. Like people used to throw food at me when I was walking home from school. It was like brutal. And, uh, I don't want my kids to have to deal with that stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm focused on having a family now. And it really, really pushed me to say my kids need a mentally tough mom. Like I don't have kids yet. So I'm sitting here prepping for it going, how can I make myself better? How can I have my better relationship? How can I have better finances? How can I just be overall in the right direction versus just going along going, Oh my goodness, is this what I have to do every single day? I want purpose. Yeah. You know, as you were talking about being bullied and, and not, not to sidetrack is I can completely relate to that because as an immigrant, I was bullied all through high school for being different, you know, culturally different, socially different. And, you know, sometimes I even still have those horrific memories of, the stuff that the kids would say, you know, being kicked on the bus, falling off the bus because a kid pushed me, you know, and whether it was intentional or intentional, I don't know. But the perception I had was that it was very negative and very much like what you just said is, you know, I'm a father of two. And I, I remember the day my son was born. He's three and a half now. And I have a daughter who's 18 months old. I remember when my son was born and, and exactly what you just said is is literally the same mindset that i had is that you know they deserve a whole lot more you know they don't they don't deserve to go through this and i know that could it be inevitable bullying because it does happen you know at at some stages you know especially in preteen and then in teen even or even later in life right but the reality of things is is that i just couldn't bear that very much like what you said because I actually had a conversation with a family member about this, but you brought this point up and, and it totally relates to what you just said. But that's amazing that you're trying to position yourself to be 
a great role model for your future kids because most people don't think that way. So the fact that you already have that in your head, and like you said, you know, I, I don't want my kids to go through what I did. I don't want my kids to struggle financially. I want to be able to create a platform for them that they can utilize and have more options than I did. Yeah. So, you know, I applaud you to that for the fact that you're already planning. That's amazing because most people don't. I'll tell you this. And I remember right before my son was born, I literally had a stack of like books and how to be the best father and how to plan for parenthood and all this shit. And I'm like, what's the reality of this, right? It's just a book. Right, right. So that's very cool that you're doing this, you know, and I, I'm really excited, you know, uh, to, to, to one day, you know, find out when, when your kids arrive. And, you know, I know that's going to be a, a, a huge excitement for you and the fact that you're planning for this. So, you know, let's, let's talk more about, okay, you know, you went through the stage and, and now you're planning and, you know, what are you, what are you wanting to accomplish in the next couple of years, you know, from where you're at today? Well, I have done so much growth in my business over the last couple of years that now it's in the developmental process. Okay. I know that I've expanded, but I expanded a little bit too fast. Mm -hmm. I had some really big ups and downs in my mindset, big ups and downs in my business. And I was kind of just like, holy crap, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not worthy of this stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm the one who put in all the work. I'm the one who's doing these things. And I'm seeing all these people around me who are influenced so heavily by my actions that I'm like, this is not about me anymore. It's literally about the people who are around me, who are watching what I'm doing, who are influenced by my actions on a subconscious level. And it's like, one of the guys in my office dropped 75 pounds just by watching me. I didn't even know. And I was like, dude, you look awesome. What did you do? He's like, Oh, I've been watching you. I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. So Ed told me in Arate this one week, uh, he said other people's success is reliant on me. And I have taken that and just ran with it. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be successful in my life, then I can help other people be successful in their lives. And that gives me massive success and fulfillment in my mission. And I think I just really resonate with that. Like other people's success is reliant on me. Yeah. Um, you hit the nail on the head with that one because you have, you have projected positivity upon others. Um, you have shown others that, you know, you, this is possible. It's not impossible, you know, and anyone can do it that, that sets their mind to it. You know, as cliche as that saying goes that you can do anything that you set your mind to, but it's really true. And I think there's a lot of people out there who misconstrue that because they think that it's impossible because society says that it's impossible. Exactly. So many people are just stuck doing what they think they're supposed to be doing because that's what their parents told them or that's what their friends said that they should do. Oh, don't quit your job. That's stupid. Um, No, I hate it. And it makes me miserable. (laughs) Like, I'm going to go do what I want to do. I'm going to go do what I love doing. And I'm going to make a ton of money doing it because I'm genuinely making a difference in the world. Right. No, you that that's another good point that you mentioned is that I think there's a generational gap there because, you know, you talked about, you know, uh, the generate the baby boomers specifically that were the generation that, you know, uh, the wife probably stayed home. You know, the yeah. husband went to work. He worked eight to five or eight to six, right? He was the head of household for many, many years. And, you know, the, the whole, you know, 
get a job, work at that job, save as much money as you can mentality has uh, gone out the window. It's, we just Art. don't live in that day and age anymore. That The reality of things is, you know, 80% of Americans are broke. Yeah. You know, this was per even latest studies, and that's up by 10% from 70% just only a couple of years ago. And when I think about this for a second, okay, get a full-time job, maybe make 50, 60, maybe 75K, depending on what area in North America you are, right, mm -hmm. and what the cost of living standards are, right? And then by the time you pay all your bills, you're broke. Literally, you're living paycheck to paycheck. So 80% of Americans actually live paycheck to paycheck. So like, why would I want to work a job where I think a lot of people sacrifice time for a paycheck and they don't understand that your time is the most valuable asset that you have and one that you cannot get back. Have you heard of the cash flow quadrant? No. So it is employee, self-employed, business owner, investor. So when you're an employee, you're trading time for money. When you're self-employed, you buy yourself a job, right? You still have to be there. You can't make money if you're not there. As right. a business owner, this is where you want to transition to. You're making money because your system is running itself. And that's where you can produce an income when you're not even there. As an investor, mm -hmm. your money's making money for you and you no longer have to worry about anything. I'm like, I want to be in this side of the spectrum versus being on this side of the spectrum. And I mean, I started out self-employed, but I'm transitioning now over to a business owner where I'm making money while I'm not working. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. I'm like, hey, if I can teach other people how to do what I do, I win. It's cool. Absolutely. You know, that that, that was a really interesting. Uh, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. The cash flow quadrant is because, you know, I think with entrepreneurs specifically, you know, that's something that you have to consider is, is how you transition through the way that you mentioned, because the reality of things is this was something that actually was reminded again is most entrepreneurs don't have an exit strategy, right? They, they get into something thinking that I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Right. And they don't understand that. No, you're not going to do this for the rest of your life. And as passionate as you are about your business, you're going to get fucking tired of it at some point. You just will, because I can't begin to tell you how many entrepreneurs I've talked to. I know several who have had several businesses and then sold the business. And there's, there's this one guy that I think he bought one of those like charter yachts, like sailboats and shit that's like down in Florida now and owned a social agency, sold it for, I don't know, millions or something. And he said, you know what? I've had three heart attacks in the time span that I had this business. And now that I'm out here chartering is I've realized that there's a lot more to life. I used to think that the business like really reeled me in and that hustle and that grind, you know, in the beginning it was, it was, it was, it was about money because most entrepreneurs start something about money. They think that I'm going to start my own business. And I'm going to make a shitload of money. Well, sorry to tell you that you probably won't. <laughs> Literally right. the second I start focusing on making money, I don't make any money. The right. second I focus on impact and helping people, I make money. It's exactly. weird, but that's how it goes. Yeah, it's the money's the grease to the wheels, right? Yeah, it's, it's a tool. Of, exactly, it's it's a tool. So you know that was interesting that you mentioned that about the cash flow quadrant. Um, I want to make sure that I'll caption that too because that's that's a very good analogy. So you know these days, let's talk a little bit more about your business and 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 how you're helping other people. You know, how are you creating that impact out there? 
Well, I started myself a podcast. I also use social media a lot, but mostly it's word of mouth. So I have my clients go out and talk about what I've done for them. So for instance, I just saved a lady 1400 bucks a month. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to charge her a penny because I'm a broker and the companies I represent pay me. So I get to help people save money. I get to help people get out of debt. I get to help people save money on taxes and um, get proper insurance protection and help them understand what they're paying for. And yet they don't have to pay me a penny. So it gives me a massive platform that I can go out and help families and like literally help people with the biggest problem in the world. 80% of Americans, 96% of Canadians are failing. Like that is not okay by me. And I have to grow my business. I have to expand this because nobody else is helping these people. And that's not okay. Like I get super riled up about it, but it's, it's an epidemic that we have to fix. And they're not teaching us this stuff in school because they don't want us to know it. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of things there is, you know, the school system is a whole nother story. I I firmly believe that, you know, the school system is failing people. And then when you said, you know, how high of a percentage is for Canadians that are failing, it's they're failing because they're not given the right resources, the right mindset, the right perspective to be successful. And I think one of the things that you are really doing very well uh, and I'm sure you will continue to do so is solving such a big problem, you know, to get over 96% of Canadians out of failure and yeah. giving them a different way, you know, to, to thrive, you know, for other entrepreneurs to build businesses, you know, save money to, to build more prosperity, you know, have more longevity. And this is really important. You know, because um, when you're failing, when that the fail rate is that high, there's also very little, very little room for innovation mm-hmm. and disruption. And we need innovation and disruption because that is how things change, right? In industries, that is how change things change in the world. Period. So that's great that you're doing that. Well, imagine the fact that, like, okay, the economy might be a little bit different if Canadians are thriving, but right now Canadians are thriving on debt right? The whole economy is based on the debt model because everyone is in debt and it's so messed up. I'm like, Hey, I've been there. I've been a hundred thousand dollars in debt. I still have a little bit of debt because I've got mortgages and I had some credit cards that I was paying off from a past relationship. And like when it's compounding against you vigorously every single month, it is so, 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 so hard to get out of. And then people are going to Money Mart and man, you should see the lineups at the mall at Money Mart. It is <laughs> right now. I'm like, wow, guys, yeah. you don't have Christmas presents that badly. Like make them something, you know, but it right. just blows my mind to sit back and look at how there's so much information on the internet, but nobody knows what to trust. Right. Yeah. So I love the model that I have that I work on referrals. So if I help a family, they go spread the word and I'm like, thank you. That's awesome. Right. Right. Something that you mentioned that uh, still talking about debt, uh, I think debt is inevitable. And I remember watching something that Warren Buffett was talking about on YouTube. Actually, it was like one of his older videos, even. And he said that, you know, the this day and age that we live in, it's almost inevitable to uh, not to fall into debt because credit cards are made so accessible. So, for instance, you have decent credit score, right? You can tap into credit. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You should not be tapping into credit because that's how you get into trouble. Because as soon as you tap into credit, you might think that you're getting a decent interest rate. But the next thing you know is you're racking up debt 
for shit that you don't need. Nasha said most people rack up debt over materialistic bullshit. Yeah. Believe it or not. It's like stuff that they don't need. You oh, know? And seventy two thousand dollars on a truck I couldn't afford. Thanks, <laughs> guys. Like yeah. let's sell right. me a truck at twenty three years old. <sighs> yeah. That's twelve hundred dollars exactly. a month in payments plus insurance. And then, oops, I lost all my overtime. Crap. Like, what am I supposed to do? Go, go yeah. work on site. Okay. Did that. Hated it. Right. Sold my truck anyways. Took a $15,000 hit on that. Right. You know? Right. You know, these are what you just shared right there. Some of the stories that I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, don't like hearing because I think in this digital, digital age that we live in specifically, is just, there's just so much saturation in entrepreneurship that most most people think that it is rainbows and fucking unicorns in entrepreneurship, and it's not. There's, in fact, I think even Andrew Frizzell was talking about this recently. He said, for every 10 fails I have, I have one win. But that's yeah. an epic win, usually. And failures are essential because they're experiences. So you almost have to fail to experience. You're not going to get shit right the first time, probably not the second time, or even the third time. Some people keep failing over and over and over but the difference is, is that they keep trying. It's the effort of being proactive and not quitting. That's just it. That's the difference right there. And what you were saying is, you know, earlier is that you were being proactive about trying to change this, this economical fail that's, that's currently happening with Canadians. Because if 96% of Canadians are failing, how are they going to thrive the economy? They're not. The economy is not going to grow because 96% of them of Canadians are fucking in debt. They're broke. You know, they're working paycheck to paycheck. They'll have nothing to contribute. Right. And they have no vision at this point either because people are telling them, Oh, you're stuck there. Oh, you'll never get out of that. Oh, there's no chance that you can ever be successful. And I'm like, watch me, man, watch me. Oh, you can't <laughs> afford that. Oh, I can't. Mm, right. no I'm smart I'll save up for it you know yeah. and then I'll buy it when I can't afford it I don't need it tomorrow I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses guess what the Joneses are broke too like <laughs> it's just mind-boggling to me but I understand it because I've been there you know I've been in that world where I've overspent and I've oh like big time all yeah. the Lululemon all the you know fancy trucks all the stuff that you make you look like you have money when you don't, right? Yep. And anyone who has money understands that the people who are trying to be showy typically don't even have money, most of them, right? And you can tell very quickly by one conversation with them if they have the knowledge and the experience to have earned that kind of income because yep. it's, it's hard to talk to someone who has money and not understand that they're mostly humble and like focused on contribution they're not sitting here going oh i have more than you do no any rich person that i know is like how can i help you get more successful i'm like dude you're right. awesome thank you you know one thing that you were talking about there that i've been really putting some significant thought into recently is this that you know everybody talks about money everybody talks about prosperity and wealth as opposed as if that's going to give them ultimate happiness and independence right but what I've started to realize is that I would rather have emotional intelligence ah. over anything else because that emotional intelligence is priceless. 
Because with that emotional intelligence, I mean, look at guys like Warren Buffett. I look at guys like Elon Musk, you know, even Andy Frazella and Ed Milet. I mean, all these guys have superior emotional intelligence, empathy. Yes, they're humble, right? But they're also very uh, victorious, you know, in all their efforts too. But at the epicenter, it's that emotional intelligence. And the more I think about it is, you know, if you have that, you can empathize with people. And in business, as you know, business is about understanding people. Yeah. It's about relating to people's problems. It's about, you know, uh, trying to come up with solutions and solving big problems. That's literally what business really is. It's not, like you said, creating impact and not thinking about money. Because when you're thinking about money, you're deviating from creating impact because your mind is so, you know, circumventing about, okay, how much money do I need to make today, you know, to make payroll, right? Or how much money do I need to make to pay my, my mortgage or my car payment or put food on the table or, you know, keep the lights on and all this shit. So, you know, it's really interesting. And we didn't, we didn't chat a lot about the mindset and the perspective, because I know that was a huge part of, you know, a huge changer for where you're at today. Yeah. It wasn't for that. And that just only proves again, and you're, you're, one of very few select people that I have talked to who uh, have understand fully what your mindset does for you as a human being. Dude, you see this background here? These are my vision boards. So I'm actually sitting backwards in my office. So I'm staring at this behind my client's heads going, this is where I'm going. This is why I'm doing this stuff. I want to be able to provide this life for my family. I want to be able to buy my mom a house because she's on disability. You know what I mean? I want to be able to help my nieces and nephews go to college because I'm cool like that. I can be the cool aunt, you know? I want to be able to live the life of my dreams and I deserve it because I work my ass off, you know? (laughs) I just think that if we focus on our mindset and we focus on the things that we're doing on a daily basis, then everything will align. I have a couple sayings up here. Jocko Willing says, excuses are lies. You sit there and you tell yourself the excuses of, oh my God, I'm so tired. Or I'm, ah, I don't want to do this stuff. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, why do I feel like shit today? Oh, I didn't exercise. Oh, I didn't read my book today. Or, oh, I didn't have any water. No wonder I feel like shit. You know right. what I mean? And I'm, I know exactly what I have to do to be successful. And yet I make excuses for myself sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, why did I just go eat and pizza and a bag of candy and some ice cream because I wanted to No, because I got weak and I have to learn that lesson. And then tomorrow I'm going to feel like shit, you know, and now I know about myself and I know that that's what makes me tired. And I know that that's why I'm not thriving at that high level anymore. If I'm giving into those indulgences or the mindset of, Oh, poor me, poor me. No, if you're struggling, good. That's the next step. It's the entrepreneurship roller coaster. You have those ups and downs so that you can get up quicker, right? And now I understand that if I'm down, I know exactly what I have to do to get back up. Well, what you just said right there is, you know, do not give into temptations, right? Because we do. And Mm -hmm. it's so unfortunate. And honestly, very much in what you just said, that giving into those temptations, I'm, I'm very much the same way. I think yeah. a lot of people are is because it's accessibility. It's, it's given us some kind of gratification. You mm. know, if, uh, you know, if you're depressed, if you're stressed, you know, you might eat some candy and you're like, Oh, that gives me some 
gratification, right? But in fact, that's not curing a problem, you know, or you go and spend money on something that you don't really need, you know, and suddenly think that that's curing, you know, your problem. It's not. Like you said, there's there's so many temptations that I think we give into, especially as entrepreneurs. And that is, those are the differentiating factors. But at the end of the day, we're also just human beings. You know, we're, we're, we're going to fuck up many times. I know personally, I have all people admit and say, yeah, I'll fuck up probably more times today than tomorrow, or maybe even more tomorrow than today. Who knows? But that's just essential. You know, but the difference is you just keep going, right? You just keep going. That's it's that drive, it's that motivation, it's that resilience, you know, that 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 keeps pushing you forward. And then at the end of the day, is how bad do you want it? Like you said, you've got the vision board behind you. You know, how bad do you want that? And what are you willing to do for it? Right? How much are you willing to Exactly. How much are you willing to risk and sacrifice? And Mm -hmm. honestly, I'll tell you this is interestingly enough, when I have people on the podcast is um it becomes very clear at some point, like what people's risk factors are Mm -hmm. and like, okay, you've got these big visions, right? That you want to accomplish something, but how much are you going to give up for that? How much are you willing to give up for that? How much are you willing to sacrifice? Like you were talking about being an immense amount of debt, being overweight, right? All this, but you did not let that define you. You knew that that is that, that, that state that you were in, was only temporary, was not permanent. And you of all people had the upper hand. You are in control. Mm -hmm. You have every single resource and tool in front of you available to change your status quo. But it's up to you to do it. It's kind of like when people talk about God, for instance, right? And they think that God is going to help solve their problems. It's like, no, God is going to entice you, but he's not going to fucking do it for you. There's a big difference there. And so anyway... This was a great conversation, Elena. I mean, I would, I would love and love, you know, to chat more with you, and I'm sure we could keep going on and on. But in closing, you know, I want to make sure that listeners to the podcast can connect with you. Awesome. What's the best way to connect with you out in the social space? Uh, on Facebook, it's just my name, Adelina Chisholm. Uh, I leave all of my personal stuff up there as well because I want people to understand that I'm a real fucking human being that lives a normal life and there's nothing special about me other than the fact that I have great mentorship and a great mindset now, thanks to my leaders and Arate and all of these great things. Uh, Instagram's the same. It's just Adelina Chisholm. I'm sure you'll spell it out for them for me. (laughs) um, Instagram and Facebook are my main mm, sources of uh, social for sure. Awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for jumping with me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you.